beautiful people. Happy, uh, it's the middle of the week. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. This is Love Babs Love Love Talk. Uh, it's another beautiful day in the Elm. These last couple of days have been amazing. Although in the evenings, it's been a little too cool to porch. But in the early afternoons, it's not a bad idea. So, you know, let me let me get into it. I had such a good time last night. So last night was Pecha Kucha. I, I, uh, I, uh, I stepped in for, for Matt Wilcox. Joanne, Joanne and Matt Wilcox uh, are, the, are the, 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 the keepers of Pecha Kucha in New Haven. And, and I've done it twice. You know, I've done it, I've done it twice. And I, and I, I love it. But um, Matt couldn't do it. So um, Joanne asked me. Actually, she didn't ask me first. She asked two other people. I was the first one to respond. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did because I loved every minute of it. So, you know, it was hosted at the East Rock Brewing Company, uh, which is over there on Nickel Street, right? Like right there next to Mactivity and around the corner from Corset. I mean, it was all, you know, just all the things. And it was full. It was packed. It was a packed house. I got to see people I haven't seen in a very long time. People I haven't seen pre-pandemic. That's how nice it was. I enjoyed myself so much. And and good beer too. So and, and that's that's that. And uh they had a, a little restaurant over there in the food hall. Um uh, Taquero de Rojas uh was the food of choice that night. So you could you could buy tacos or burritos or tostados or you know, all the things. Um so I had a, a chicken burrito, which was really good, although this morning it let me know <laughs> I'm an old lady. <laughs> so anyway, it was a good night. It was uh, nine presenters and uh, it was just one conversation after another. Miss Tina with her redneck eulogy. It was, she was stunning. I know she was nervous. She did an amazing job, and her pictures are just so beautiful. They were just so beautiful. Um, so it was it was nice to see her in a different element. Um, and and that's the thing about Pecha Kucha; it will push you out of your usual element. I enjoyed Julia with her uh, um, um, Italian rebel badassery. I love I loved it. Um, uh, uh, Susan Clinard, who is she has the most gifted uh, artistry, you know. And then she she had um, the woman from uh, Music Haven, who I am such a fan of Music Haven. And uh, and she really embodied and embraced what Pecha Kucha could be, like when you use your imagination. I mean, everybody was amazing, but Susan Clinton brought a little, like she went next level Pecha Kucha, you know, which was beautiful. So, so she... Um, showed her artistry and then she had the woman uh, from um, she had this, the, 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 the woman from Music Haven play um, the violin uh, up against like, like a call and response if that's not the blackest thing I've ever seen you know that's very black call and response is very black people <laughs> and if you don't know what call and response is you ain't been to black church you go to black church, you know what call and response is. I don't got time to bring you up on it. Go Google or YouTube it or whatever. But call and response is very black church. And uh, and Susan Clinton just like brought call and response. And it was so holy. It was so, so, I, 
I, I don't even know what to tell you. So uh, uh, it was a uh, uh, Yara uh, Matya, 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 Yara, uh, Yaira, Yaira, Yaira Matya uh, from Music Haven, and um, and she just played beautifully. I mean, it was just it was just pure pure magic, pure magic. Uh, Mindy Engler was a uh, funny and charming up there with her single mother's discount card. I mean, she was really good. I mean, everybody was so amazing. I learned something about the Farmington Canal and artwork that's, that's there and parts of it. I learned, um, I learned about, uh, the PT Barnum card of a circus that had a home here in New Haven for a minute. Uh, very interesting over on Kimberly Avenue on the, in the Kimberly Avenue park. I learned about that. I learned about, um, how, uh, East Rock Park was created and, um, how, uh, Edgewood Park was created. And it's hard to imagine that all that was farmland. Like all of it was farmland. So it was great. I saw so many people last night. Hey, Joanne Scully. Joanne Scully listens every morning. She gets in her car from like, 9.05 to get to her job like 9.20 and she listens in between. So, hey girl, hey. <laughs> hey, Joanne Scully, hey. And, oh, let me tell you, she had a great 50th birthday party too. She had a fabulous red dress. Uh, and I think this was just, just before the pandemic jumped off. She got her birthday celebration in downtown above uh, Firehouse 12. There's a, a, a suite of, a, there's an apartment up there. Uh, and I guess it was Airbnb or whatever, but it was, it was made. That's one. That was a fabulous party. It must in a fabulous space uh, with a fabulous birthday girl. So anyway, Joanne Scully, I really enjoyed that party. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful night. Um, Tim Kane played, played some, uh, a little irk stuff. Oh, it was just, he plays that horn beautifully. You know, I'm telling you all you parents that making your kids play music, it pays off. <laughs> I told that to Miss Yaira. Uh, I said, listen, you know, I know all the times your parents made you practice when you wanted to be playing with dolls or outside or whatever. <laughs> and your parents was like, hell no, you're going to go play this violin that we done paid good money for. <laughs> and here you are, an extraordinary artist. So, I mean, you know, that's a testament to parents. <laughs> parents always have a bigger vision than kids. <laughs> And that's and that's the joy and the curse of parenting, you know. When when to say, you know, when a kid whines and says I don't want to do it, you know, or do you, you know, do you enforce like, hey, you gotta you gotta you gotta finish out this lesson, you gotta you gotta stick this out. I, and I was that kind of parent. I was like, no, you're not gonna quit. You gotta finish up this cycle. And if you want to quit after that, okay. And honest to God, they never really wanted to quit in the end. They wanted to just, I want to do it. I want to keep going, you know? So anyway, um, it was, it really was the power of simple story last night. It really was good. I got to see um, uh, Lara Herskovitz, who I never get to see. Like I never see her in person. I just follow her tours um, around. Um, and so she's, she, we had a little conversation last night and she said, you know, she wants to put more time in, in her community instead of, you know, running around the country doing these tours. And I understand, I understood exactly what she, what she meant. You know, I, I get it. I get it. And she's such a, ta- she's one of my favorite folk people. You know, she has such a beautiful voice and such a talent. 
And she's so good with the song. She really is. And I got to be in her video, I don't know, a couple of falls ago. Oh, it was cold up there at Gillette Castle. But it was worth it because it was such a beautiful video. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So it was a good, it was a good, it was a good night. I saw my, my old neighbors from Beaver Hill. They still live in Beaver Hill. I got a chance to see them. It was great. Their son, who I remember as a baby, is now 18, looking at colleges. Woo! You know, time just marches on. Time, time just marches on. So it was a lot of people in the room. It was a great lot. It was uh, Karima, uh, Masora Karima Minkins Weber came and hung out for the night and uh, drank a flight of beers. Uh, of course, Ife was there hanging out. So we had a good time. It was a, it was a nice, it was a nice, uh, nice group of uh, folks who truly uh, enjoyed themselves. I saw um, Louise and Kathy Hargitay. Um, they moved to Cromwell. They saw their house. I remember seeing them pack up the house. And then, I don't know, I must have missed all the part where they moved. But they moved. So, and having a good conversation with Luis about, listen, at this, at 72, I ain't trying to shovel. I'm not trying to cut grass. I'm not trying... <laughs> I was like, baby, I'm 59. I don't feel like doing any of that either. <laughs> Something happens to us after we raise children. Like, mm, this is not worth it anymore. So, anyway, uh, it's a new day. That was my night last night. It was really good. I was over at, um, I was over at uh, Possible Futures yesterday, um, sitting in on. Uh, on uh, I had to I had to go by and get some soap because I love this little soap that they sell over at, uh, there and at Bloom. But Bloom wasn't open. I I rolled by Bloom, but they weren't open. So you know, I turned around and made my way to Possible Futures to get and some cards, some beautiful beautiful note cards. Um, I love these note cards by this sister who uh, is selling them on Martha's Vineyard. She, she, uh, from what I understand from Lauren, um, she's on Martha's Vineyard. She's looking for good cards and she couldn't find them. So she made them. And I'm telling you, this is such a, such a beautiful bunch of cards. And they're black AF, but they are just well done. I love a well done card. I, I really do. And you know, it's one of these cards where I, I, I may not, I may not mail it. I may just frame. That's the problem with me. I see stuff and then I want to keep it. Can't keep cards. Cards you got to give away. So anyway, this is Oak Bluffs. Um, and yes, it reminds you of Oak Bluff. So I might, I might frame this one because it makes me think of Martha's Vineyard. I mean, it's supposed to because it says Oak Bluffs on the on the lifeguard station. Uh, but they are, they are beautiful. And this one is like books of all the Black authors. You know, Toni Morrison, Bell Hooks, um, Gail Jones, Nikki Giovanni. And it's just so well done. So beautiful. So anyway, um, keep one, save one, send one. Um, Someofuscards.com. It's a woman-centered, Black-owned, life-affirming, planet-sustaining paper and card company that supports safety, happiness, and peace as basic human rights. Ah, I, I just, I just, I love these cards. I'm going to send them to people. Man, God help me if she makes some Christmas cards or some old holiday thing. Because I, I have a ridiculously um, long Christmas. I send out about 150 Christmas cards every year. And, uh, I, and I handwrite them. 
So I need to get started. I told myself I was going to get started. I always tell myself I'm going to get started before Thanksgiving. I never do. I always start right after Thanksgiving. And then and then it's like a, a, a push to get through December to get them all out before Christmas, which is fine because Christmas really starts on December 25th, contrary to what you pseudo-Christians think. <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas start the 25th. You know, on the first day of Christmas, might you listen to me? That starts on December 25th. <laughs> so anyway, I have those cards. I'm going to get them in the mail because there's people I want to write to. So yeah, so it was Petra New Haven was the bomb last night. Um, I saw Jacob Perdon was in the room and uh, a whole bunch of the Long Wharf Theater folks, the staff anyway, Tim Yeager. Uh, it was a, a, a bunch of bunch of folks. Um, and uh, I had such a good time, had such a good time and saw people I hadn't seen pre-pandemic and that was worth everything to just be in the space with people in the chat, get hugs. Hello. How are you? Good to see you. That kind of thing. It was, it was good. It was really, really good. And, uh, the crowd was in its right, in its right mind. You know what I mean? Like they were really into it. And that's what you need for Petrucci. You need people to be enthusiastic about every story. And you can't help but be enthusiastic about every every story because they're all they're all good. So whoop, Harry, are you sending me a message? What's the message? I, I have to pick up my phone and make sure I have it in front of me. Uh no, I don't have a guest today. My guest today is gonna be tomorrow. <laughs> I think. Uh I have en route tomorrow. I have on route tomorrow. And then uh, uh, I think I have a guest at 9.15. I think. Oh, wait. I'm in the wrong day. Yes. I have a guest tomorrow at 9.15. The um, uh, Gorman Bouchard um, at 9.15 to talk about the New Haven Docks Film Festival. And then on route tomorrow at 10.15. Because, you know, we, we got to give with the ancestors. I am committed to this ancestor uh, 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 not worship. We're not worshiping the ancestors. What we're doing is just being with ancestors. So, uh, yeah. So it was good. It was. It was yesterday. Was good. So I. I had lunch. I had a late lunch with my, um, <laughs> with my LSAT coach from the Yale access to law school program. And I just love her, Demi Moore. She's adorable. Smart as all get up. Smart, smart, smart. So anyway, so I was supposed to get up this morning and start my LSAT studies. (laughs) Lord, black Jesus. I woke up at a quarter to seven, which is fine. If I actually would have gotten up, I didn't. What I did was I said, oh, quarter to seven, I'll wake up at 7.30, which is not hard for me because I don't use an alarm clock. I just tell myself and it just just happens. Well, I told myself, oh, I'll wake up at 7.30. Well, I woke up at 8 o'clock. And 8 o'clock is not enough time to crack op- open what I need to crack, crack open to study. So I didn't study. What I did was I lounged in the bed until it was time for me to get up, take a shower, and get on air. <laughs> so we'll start again tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. I will be at the library this evening because I want to hear the conversation on James Baldwin between um, 
Judge Graves and um and Joel, uh who who is uh uh part of a uh, in residency at the New Haven Symphony. So that's what I wanna I wanna do. So it's gonna be at the Stetson um this evening from six to eight, I believe. I hope I don't have to register because God knows you know, all these things you have to register for. Um but uh I, that's where I'm gonna go tonight. And uh let me let me just see, let me see if I could just pull it up. So many, so many things to do. I don't understand how people are like, oh, there's nothing to do in New Haven. I just have to look at them like, are you are you smoking crack? Like what is there's so many things to do in New Haven that I have to skip stuff. <laughs> There's so many things happening that I have to uh I have to skip stuff. So uh I gotta uh I need to um uh I need to um get over with my tickets for the symphony. Because I don't want to miss, uh, I don't want to miss a couple of things. Uh, to awaken the sleeper, which is Sunday, October twenty third. I don't want to miss this, um, and it's at Lyman. You don't want to miss it either. So to awaken the sleeper, and this is Joel Thompson's uh, to awaken the sleeper, the New England premiere. Uh, you you don't want to miss this. He's such a talented young man. And I just hang on his everywhere. And I think him and Alistair Neal are going to be my guests toward, you know, closer to the time of the concert. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. He's so talented. But anyway, um, Joel Thompson is going to be in conversation with Judge Clifton Graves today at um, the New Haven Public Library, the Stetson, at the Stetson over there in Dixwell. So um, here it is. So listen, discuss, learn, and connect James Baldwin. So that's today from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Stetson. And uh, and I hope that uh, people come out for this because they are um, they will be discussing uh, the life impact of James Baldwin and uh, you're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP one hundred three point five FM, your home for community radio. Babs will be right back <laughs> this is harry Drews. hey do you see me no what why can't you see me let's try this all right i'm not sure what went on i think zoom froze on babs and it must have froze on me because you can't see me either um let's try this uh so you let me let me play some music and we'll be right back i'm gonna i gotta figure this out i'm not sure if it's a glitch in the matrix or am i gonna have to reset soon so i'll be right back um, listening to love Bad love talk on wnhh lp 103.5 fm your home for community radio Tuesday gets here. 
up with this bull in a little while. Me and my girls, we turned it up last week. Boys love this club, cause ladies get in free. He loves to party. Listen to Harry on the fast love talk. So there was an internet glitch, and I guess it happened here and over there in Babs, um, spot where she's broadcasting from, uh, the Love Cave, right? So let's let Babs back in, and let's see uh, what we have in store because uh, I know she was in the middle of telling you something. <laughs> Which he, 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 she, she's back. Guess who's back? <laughs> I don't know what happened, Harry. I think it was here too because I couldn't get myself, um, you know, Zoom to see me either. So I was trying to say stuff, but so I went to music for a second. You know, I think the Russians are onto us. Um, but you I know, think they, ha- they've been onto us, so haven't they? <laughs> it happens. We're back. Sorry, people. I know people like to listen, and they're like, "What is going on? Why are they always falling you, out?" You know, I was watching a news um, broadcast, and the same thing happened with them. Right? They had like four boxes, you know, oh, really, with different people, and all of a sudden, three boxes disappeared, <laughs> and they were like, huh, "Oh no, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've been there." <laughs> With, with all this technology, Harry, you know what? If Elon Musk wanted to be real helpful, and he doesn't, he would strengthen this internet. Because <laughs> I think people would pay good money for a solid premium internet, Harry. Well, he's he's working on it, but it's not going to help if uh, anything comes from space, right? Because his internet <laughs> is all satellite-based. Oh, he he, yeah. I think he has more satellites than anybody uh, than anybody right now, right? Okay. Uh, up in the sky. So, and he, this is how he actually Ukraine has internet and stuff. Yes, that's true. You know, so he's giving them internet. But the problem is, if something ever happens in space, and even Russia was threatening to shoot down his his um satellite. Uh, Russia's running out of ammunition. Well, maybe they say they got to knock on their neighbors' doors. You got you got some ammunition, <laughs> Harry. They out around. They running out of ammunition now. They gotta they got to go borrow some ammunition from neighbors. Well, then I don't know what neighbors. I, who's gonna loan them ammunition? Who? Then discussions with terrorists now too, because oh, you know, well. they need people to to join their army. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, we pay good. You might die pretty quickly, or wait, uh, is there is there like a grinder of tor- a terror? Like, how do you find a terrorist, Harry? Well, okay, the Chechen 
um army and all of that stuff. He's oh, he's trying to get he's trying to get them to join the fight, you know, to come and be mercenaries for him and stuff like that. And what do they say? <laughs> well, I mean, mercenaries are mercenaries. But... Well, yeah, you know, Harry, a good mercenary <laughs> don't really have a moral code. We have, we have them here. We have uh, black ops <laughs> organizations here <laughs> that, you know, might be going to the highest bidder. Who knows that we'll be I know, but that's what that I mean. Code. Can you really trust a mercenary, though? <laughs> Really, because if 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 the call is to the highest bidder, Harry, then you never really have anybody on your team. <laughs> I mean, you you can't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how that works unless I, there's some code we don't know about. I actually saw. That I was watching some show, this some detective show this weekend, and the guy bought the loyalty of somebody, and then. That guy he bought went and turned on him because he said, you got outbid. <laughs> you can't buy loyalty. Because you get you outbid. There's <laughs> always going to be somebody with more money than you, Harry. Yeah, yeah. Who Who's going to, like, risk it all with their money. Like, I, I don't get it. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, any hoots, I, I will be right back. I, I will join you in a little while. I'm working on stuff. Uh, try not to disappear on me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll do my best. But, you know, I don't I don't control these internets. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I tell people that they're like, the internet's down. I'm like, I'm not Xfinity. <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to do. Harry, I don't even know which one. There's no good service. They're all the same. <laughs> But well, this ain't saying. back because this was just a hiccup. Yeah, at least I got right. back on. So. A glitch in the matrix. Yeah, which we I, we live in the we'll matrix. See. I guess fiber optics, and we we gonna get that. Uh, yeah, but the, the scary part is that it's Frontier offering fiber optics. Now. I know. See, that's that's the thing it's that everybody's like. like Damn, Frontier's <laughs> offering it. We're like, oh my god, we know how DS, <laughs> how DSL went with them. It sucked. And then, you know, they tell you fiber optics, but I haven't seen nobody laying uh, cable in my neighborhood. Me either, Harry. So I don't, I, no, I, I don't, don't know. I don't believe you. I don't believe that I have fiber optics. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see, you know, people digging in the ground and laying cable before you start advertising all over the place. Like I know that it. you can't. And then you were like, oh, we're not in that community yet. We're yeah. not in that. Well, where are you exactly? It's like, I no, They're like, well, we're 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 in the square radius, right around what's the square park. So if you live in that area, no, no, yeah, I don't live there. I don't. <laughs> so don't put that commercial in my neighborhood. <laughs> How about you do a, a target audience? Oh, I'm just waiting for somebody. Is there no other systems? None. Come well, on, y'all. Actually, Xfinity has it. The problem is, is that it's really expensive right now. Oh. So it's just like, like we we were looking to put it here in the office to just have that stable because we have, um, especially Thursdays is bottleneck days. I don't know if everybody's going to, everybody's publishing. I mean, we it's different here in this office, right? You have La Voz, that's their publishing day. It's it's New Haven Independence Day, and it's like. The, the internet turns into a crawl. 
no matter how much we've upped it, right? Yeah. On each side, we've upped it, and it's like it still goes to a crawl. And yeah. it's, a, it's a bottleneck that not even Xfinity could, you know, control because we're all going through certain servers. Yeah. But, this is true. So they tell us fiber optic will change that because it's a dedicated line. And yeah, 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 yeah. And then there'll be some problem with that, Harry. There'll be some mess. <laughs> yeah, but right. So do you right now, do you want to pay $800 a month off a, a dedicated line? It's like, uh, no, no, you got to pay people. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's just one of the bills we have to pay. Yeah, so we'll just suffer through. We'll, we'll we'll go with the dropouts every now and again. Yeah. So, but, but but actually, they've been since we have had since we switched to Xfinity, we've had a couple of things, but it's usually some DNS server in California that went down or something like that. You know, but I remember when we had DSL, it was like. Russian roulette. You just didn't know whether you're gonna be on that day. Mm-hmm. You know, so so well, I got to get it to Xfinity with that. At least they're they're better than Frontier. Well, I um, unless, unless Frontier wants to sponsor the show, then we'll talk you up. Well, yeah. Listen, I I have Frontier at my house, Harry. <laughs> so there you go. Well, there I, you go. I mean, that's. And I, 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 I want something else. I might have to break down and pay more money to get Wait go minute, back to time. Xfinity. To I had Xfinity at my house on Bellevue, and I love getting all the channels. I'm limited to what I could get with Frontier. It is very limiting. I don't get nearly the well, the stuff that I want. They threw in the channels with me um, with Xfinity. Oh, they say that, but the price went went up. <laughs> right, so so I have to control everything from my house. So I have to have a really high speed, and I do have a high speed. But like I said, it costs it costs money to get a high speed. You know, I'm paying two hundred dollars a month for that. You have on color. What is going on? Is that color. camouflage? It's camouflage gray. I've never seen you in that. Not nice of you to notice. Perhaps. I'm not like you, Harry. <laughs> you didn't notice my earrings. Oh, I got my. <laughs> I know you got on a new hat. You got a. Are these just clothes? You're shopping your closet. Is that what you're doing? Myrtle Beach. No, actually, this is. Um, I put this shirt on. It looks like a. Uh, uh, we call it a bata, but it's like a robe or a. Pajamas, you know, the polo. Okay, why are you still wearing clothes that are too big? Well, you, you know, know you can go down three or four sizes. I looked at my closet and I was like, Lord. But you know what? Since I, it, it, it looks like I'm either shrinking is in height too. <laughs> I think I must have had like, like at least an inch and a half of fat in my heels. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I'm shrinking, Babs. I don't know if it's age. It's age, Harry. But as I but as I'm losing weight, I'm getting shorter. You think so? Yeah. So I don't. It, I don't think you're getting shorter. I think your clothes. Yeah, the clothes just the, look like the clothes are just the, falling the, down. Yeah, because the belly used to hold the shirt up. Yes, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> now so, this shirt's to my knees. It's so, like, yeah, so why don't you pack all those up, Harry, and give them to somebody who who could benefit and use them? But you, but you got it, man. This is a nice shirt. Well, it's because you're sitting down. I can't see it go to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Carrie said today. She's like, Whoa. why are you wearing a gown? Wow. <laughs> She's like, wow, what are you Where doing? You- I'm Where like, I'm wearing my shirt. Uh, this is, I bought this shirt. It's still my shirt. You know, Harry, you can go get it in your correct size. I mean, if you like it that much. I've never seen you wear this shirt, so I... Well, you know, it, it, it came out of the closet maybe like once a year, but now I felt... Well, I was wearing my Myrtle Beach hat, my gray Myrtle Beach hat. So I decided I was going to go all gray to it. So... My I think it's time for you to do some shopping. No, you know. I think it's t- no. I think it's time for you to shop. I think it's time for you to give up all these clothes, even if you don't want to give them away. Pack them away and get no, new but... shirts that fit. I like big stuff anyway. Now Harry, really that, big. this is beyond big. This is not <laughs> still really big. big. Yeah, because I, you know, because I've always bought two sizes up. Now this is like. Four sizes. sizes up. <laughs> it's like four sizes up. So yeah. So yeah, just you know, you know, you can buy yourself new stuff, Harry. Not not toilet paper. Not. <laughs> you know, talk about um, that. You know, you can buy stuff for yourself. Talk about that. I was looking at oh lord my closet, and I'm like, are we short on toilet paper? She's like, oh. Depends what short sure, means. Do you do we have twenty boxes or do we have ten boxes? <laughs> I'm like, well, I said we are down to ten boxes. That's what I heard. I heard <coughs> she said twenty or ten boxes. I'm like, well, are we down to ten boxes? Oh my god! And she's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Why did I even say anything? <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, yesterday my subscriptions came in. My my Amazon monthly subscriptions and um, you know, I, I buy a bunch of lotion. Oh gosh. And there's just nowhere to put the lotion now. It's just, and she's like, maybe you should skip a couple of months. Yeah, maybe you should. And I'm like, you know, oh. Harry, when the apocalypse happened, lotion is going to be the least of your concerns. Oh, hey, listen, that's going to get left behind. These elbows get ashy vibes. <laughs> Harry, when you're running from zombies, I, I don't think ashy elbows is going to be a priority. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know, Babs. I have, my OCD <laughs> is, is something serious. I Look. Harry, right you are not going to stop like, to lotion like, your elbows running from zombies. See, you reminded me now, right? Got my Avino here. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying, Harry. I think on a scale of one to ten, it's less than one. <laughs> well, when the apocalypse come, lotion true. is not going to be a priority. <laughs> you know what? And it's coming quickly, best my I gotta make sure I get these knees done. I, I've gotta be able to run. <laughs> Cause you never know which zombies we're gonna get. World War Z. <laughs> we're gonna get to World War Z zombies. <laughs> Those zombies <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we can't outrun those, Harry. No, it's just, those, there's no outrunning the World War Z zombies, but the Walking Dead zombies the Walking and Dead the zombies Day After zombies, 
we could we could outrun them. Yeah, I want. I, see, that's the <laughs> if I could choose <laughs> a zombie apocalypse. I know. I'm like, I'm choosing. I'm not choosing World War Z. That's no, no. That's just insane. I can't. There's no way I could outrun anything like that. Yeah, it's no. Like, it's like this morning. Um, all of a sudden, Karen showed up behind me, right? And I was like, "You scared the crap out of me." And she's like, "You don't look." You, she said, "You don't look scared. You didn't jump or anything." I'm like, "Well, I'm at the point in my life." You know, we have the instinct of fight or flight. <laughs> I can't take flight. <laughs> so I may be scared, but I only have one choice is fight. There's no flight here. <laughs> Harry ain't going nowhere. Square up. <laughs> That's it. I'm an anchor. <laughs> I, I, you know what, Harry? I, I think I feel you on that because, you know, now that I got these new hips. You know they're they're not for running, but <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so you're, so you're able to pivot back. You're able... <laughs> you you have to make some real decisions. Like... <laughs> I, I like she, Karis. Like I know you since you were young. You never had the flight. I said, but I always had the option of flight. <laughs> That's why I don't have options. I have to actually square up. <laughs> That's right. And and no, let me tell you, there are plenty of times I took flight. <laughs> I was I, I was chased plenty of times. Oh my god! Oh my god, Harry. The scariest one was through Brighton Beach. Oh yeah, That's, and it's and to this day it's still scary. Yes, I, I don't got care chased. what these people say. I was on a date with the wrong girl. Oh. You was dating white girls, Harry? Oh, you know, I was a wingman. <laughs> I didn't want to be the Babs. <laughs> I was there because, you know. One of your had, boys was dating boys white girls. One of my boys was dating a white girl. He's like, come on, man, let's go to the theater. Yeah, when we came out of the theater, there was. Them white boys was waiting with bats and all yep. the foolishness that they, you know. Yep. I know. We had, we had a run to the Coney Island line. And right when we got to the Coney Island line, they turned around. Stopped. They turned okay. around. They knew they that was that was the line you can't yeah, cross. Cause yeah, because they wasn't coming over. They were <laughs> damn well they wasn't coming over. Yeah, they weren't coming over that way. It's like they didn't want that smoke. <laughs> okay, all right. That's a flight or flight. But flight no flight. flight. <laughs> but there ain't no flight no more. I think I got a little flight. Like I think I could. I think I could walk really fast. <laughs> Not even that, but you know, I was this. Oh my God, Myrtle Beach! I gotta say, I walked a lot. Oh, did you? Yeah, but but at the end of each day, my knees were cantaloupes. They were just like huge. Oh, okay. Right, and they hurt so much over here. The pain. I gotta say, the pain over there was from the all the movement over here. I get inflammation, and I don't know if it's just you know, the geographical location over here that I have no idea. Over there, my knees were fine unless I went for four hours of walking. Did you, um, did you, have you made an appointment with your doctor? Because you've lost a considerable amount of weight. Yeah. Um, I haven't made that appointment. Actually, my doctor sent me a, an invite to a 
to a Zoom webinar webinar on the new um what you call it the the new technology. Oh, that's the beginning of um getting you ready. Right. So he sent me. So I I need to attend that webinar. Yeah. And then move on from there. Because I I had to do the same thing. Although I never made it to the webinar. I was like. <laughs> I, like, I, I want to check. Well, I want to check it out. Oh um, no, you should. I was just like, I don't care what what it is. Just get it done. <laughs> it's it's like yesterday. <laughs> I was like, ooh, if Babs could hear this, she'd be. I'd be smacked upside the head. Um, I was on the phone trying to cancel my colonoscopy next week. Why? Because you know, uh, uh-uh. I scheduled some shows for Paul. Don't put this day. on, Paul. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And but but Nora has agreed to. Okay, cover See, that's them. why that's why Nora is around. Right. So, but I was on the phone thinking to myself, "Oh, I don't want to put this on Nora." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was making excuses. <laughs> and, then and, you, and then you heard my voice. <laughs> I heard your voice, and also Karen. Karen took off that day and and scheduled appointments for her doctors on that day. Oh, so you really jammed up. So I was really jammed up. So I was like, and and when the receptionist finally picked up after 25 minutes, I hung up. (laughs) Don't do this, Harry. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. because you got everybody jammed up behind your schedule. (sighs) Yeah. So you know the study came out, Harry. The colonoscopies are a good thing when you when people do them, but oh, the yeah. majority of people won't do them. Ain't that the craziest thing? And you know, and you know, it's necessary for me. My father passed of colon cancer, and my mother is a survivor of colon cancer. Okay, so it's so, necessary for me. So, so what I'm supposed that mean? to get it every three years? Yeah, when's the last time you had it? Like six years ago. Harry, don't do that again. So, so anyway, so I was sitting out there, and Norma asked me, "What are you? Why are you on hold?" And I was like, "Well, I'm calling my doctor for the colonoscopy. I'm thinking of canceling it." And she's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Oh my God, these people—they they, people can't mind their business, right?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So there was a guy at the table <laughs> and he told me, you know that they don't, they have non-invasive colonoscopies now. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, now they do it with, a th-. and I'm like, wait, I, my doctor didn't tell me nothing. I think he's going to go, go in the normal way, but I need to find out about that. If there's non-invasive colonoscopies, because it's like. Well, that might be if you don't have a history of colon cancer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have. You have a history. <laughs> I have different issues on both sides. Your yeah. mother and your father, Harry. Harry, if I hear you do this again, I swear to God, I'm coming and I'm gonna drag your ass to the. That's doctor. what I said. I, if that's what he, I'd be, I'd be happy too. Bobby, Bobby weave. <laughs> Bobby weave. <laughs> Harry, go get that damn colonoscopy done because I'm gonna tell you something. I, if I if I hear that you have colon cancer, I'm beating your ass. <laughs> and you know, I I should learn, right? I, you have to learn from other people's experience. Look at the guy, um, what's his name that played Black Panther? Um, oh yes, um, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, he was, he was young, forty three years old. 
you know, and and now the insurance companies are finally um have lowered it to forty five years, right? But it's yeah. different from from men of color. If, if if you're a man of color, Harry, and they say forty five. Get your ass in there at 40, 40, 42 at the right. latest. But but the thing is, is that they have to approve it, right? They, there has to be a reason. Like, I have plenty of reasons. <laughs> I got plenty of reasons. They can't deny me because of my history. Like, listen, I'm a black man. That's it right there. But, but yeah, that should be the reason to start at 40. You know, but, I mean, they finally loaded it to 45. It used to be 50. Yeah. So... Because I, I had mine done when I was 50. I'm due to have it um, next year when I'm 60. And I was like, and when I when I found out, Harry, that people are resistant to having it done, not enough people are having it done in proportion to how many people that get colon cancer. I was like, what the hell is wrong with people? Harry, I don't give a damn. Whatever test I need to take, I'm taking it. I don't care about the discomfort or the inconvenience. No. Well, you know, I like living. It's not it's not even you know discomfort, right? I mean it's you just you put to sleep, you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it done twice. It's not that I'm scared of it of it or anything. I've had it done twice. When when my father passed and and my mother and everything, I was forty forty, maybe forty three years old and I started it then. Right. So I had it done. No, it was I was forty. And the doctor's okayed for me to do it then. So I'm 53 now. So yeah, I think it's four years that I have had it. Four or five years. Okay, let's let's get on a regular schedule. Every what are you supposed to do it every two years, every three years, three, every three years. Okay. You know, we, but, we don't we don't want to be on the other side of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. But but you know it's it's. Yeah. The last one I had, Babs, I woke up and everybody in the room was laughing, right? The the nurses and everything. And I was a little groggy, but I heard them say, um, there's always, there's always one. There's always one that does something crazy. And I wonder what I was doing in my <laughs> sleep. <laughs> so it was like, oh. They didn't tell you? No, they didn't tell me. And, you know, Karen was like, well, you know, if you thought I was next to you, you may have reached for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're you're very handsy. So if you thought I was next to you, Uh I was like, well, hopefully. Hopefully, I didn't sexually assault anybody. Uh, I think you would have you would have gotten them papers in the mail if you. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I don't know, but, but there's always one that doesn't. But but you know, so eh, look, people, go get your necessary tests. That yes, so that you can live long and prosper. Me, I I I make excuses, and it's just I hate doctors. Yeah, well, that's all right. H- hating is not a, a liking them and loving them is not a prerequisite to anything. It's like it's like dentists, right? I hate going to the dentist. I, I don't. It doesn't matter. What does that even have uh, to do with getting uh, your teeth cleaned and checked? I hate that. I hate having my mouth open. Yeah. Imagine having your legs open. How about that? Oof, never mind. 
TMI. TMI. I, you know, if I was a woman, I, 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 well, I couldn't be a woman. I just couldn't. That I don't understand how you guys go through that stuff. Because <laughs> we want to live. I, I, I just don't understand any of it. Like, I would be in the emergency room every month saying, there's a lot of blood loss, doctor. Please help me. Put me on a on a machine, right? Honestly, honest goodness, that pretty much what happens to a lot of us. <laughs> it's like I, I don't understand it. Yeah, can't be like, oh, the there's a my, the flow is heavy this month, and I'm like, man, if I look, if I cut my head while I'm shaving. And I'm bleeding too much. I'm thinking to myself, man, I wonder how many pints I've lost. You know, I've lost already. But women are different. That's, you guys are special. That's that's why we are. <laughs> God, God knew what he was doing. Talk about intelligent design. For real. It's and like, not, all right. And never mind hatching something out of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's insane. That's why, you know, the best thing ever created woman i i would agree best thing i i you get no argument from me harry droves that's why it makes no sense how the 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 world does not appreciate woman that's why them women are standing up in iran right now (laughs) and and i feel so bad for them that some of them lose their lives over it you know Instead of stopping and thinking, I, I don't get the whole, I don't get the whole cultures. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just the culture in the Middle East. You look at. Um, oh, it's, it's culture. It's the, it's, it's the culture around the world. Yeah. This hatred of women. Yeah. Seeing them as something less than. Yes. Makes no sense. None. It makes no sense. I mean, in some cultures, they treat their pets better than their women. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you get an argument from me, I, Harry. I don't get it. The best because I don't know what they think is going to happen if if they get rid of all the women on the planet. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but in my life, when I look back at my life, everything good in my life, everything that's happened that's good, has been associated with a woman: my mother, my wife, my daughters, my granddaughters. You know, so I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, I love women. Yes. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. It's one of the best things about you that you treat women so well. Women are special. Yeah. Well, we, we just like to be treated like humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. You're listening to Love Bath Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. We're going to take a quick music break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Right. 
Do you know if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school, my five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully, and from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread 
and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. I want to dance all night, Monday morning, and I'm sick of this job already. Come get it, boy. Can we do it? Come on. Can we do 
Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM WNHH. It's 
Babs Rolls Ivy. It is Wednesday in the Elm, another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, I can't wait to get out and be in it. So uh, I got guests tomorrow. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Gorman Bouchard um, from, y'all know, from New Haven Docs Film Festival. So that's tomorrow, 9-15. So I start right out the gate with the guest. And then, of course, 10-15 with uh, Anru, because Ancestor Love. So we'll, we'll get that in. And then uh, Friday, I am talking to uh, Goldie E. Patrick, who is the director of From the Mississippi Delta at the Westport Country Playhouse. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. I tell you, it's a good time to be Black in America if you're in the arts world. At least that's how it's looking from where we sit at the moment. So however way this plays out, we'll see. Um, Broadway was very Black. Um, a lot of the theaters around are very black. So let's see if we can continue this uh, this trend. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, we say goodbye to the space at Long Wharf Theater. Um, so if you're around, uh, come by. There'll be all kinds of stuff happening. Reflections on 
what the theater meant to people over the years since its very beginning. Um, and then uh, Saturday, folks are going to walk from Long Wharf Theater to Audubon. I will not be in that mix, but I will meet people over at Audubon Square um, so that we have a block party on Saturday. And I think the weather is going to be equally nice. So I think we get rain tomorrow and then better days uh, for the weekend. So that'll be really, really nice to sort of have really nice weather. So uh, so that's the deal. That's the deal. That's the dealio. Um, so if you're around, come in, uh, hang out with us at the block party on Audubon or pop by Friday evening and uh, catch uh, some of the reflections and some of the you know, uh, behind the scenes kinds of things at the Long Wharf Theater. So we'd love to have you. <laughs> we'd love to have you. Uh, but tonight, uh, New Haven, the New Haven uh, Symphony Orchestra with Joel Thompson talking to uh, Judge Clifton Graves uh, about James Baldwin tonight from 68. And I believe Joel's going to p- do a couple of performances. I mean, he's, such, he's so very talented. And, uh, and I have them coming on sometime next week uh, before uh, the, the big concert at Lyman. So, uh, you know, we, we, we're doing the best that we can to, to you know, bring you all the, the people that you want to hear from. Or I'm doing the best that I can to talk to all the people that I want to be talking to. How about that? So I, I, I talk to people that I want to talk to and, hope, and hoping that y'all will just be along for the ride. <laughs> never think oh uh let me talk to somebody who everybody wants to hear from i i never think of it that way i always think oh who do i want to talk to and that's how guests get on the show it's really about who i want to talk to and uh and how much time i could spend talking to them you know uh so that's that's what i like to do i never think about oh i wonder if people want to hear about this i just i just make the the jump that whoever i'm talking to y'all are dig it so I don't, I don't know if that, I, I, I don't know if that's the best way to go about this, but it's the only way I know to go about it. And it's the one that suits me the best. So I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I never say, oh, I must have political gas. I must have artistic gas. I must have, I just have whoever's out there doing interesting things. And I'm like, ooh, I want to know the backstory of that. I, I want to know, like, how do they get there? Like, what's the story? I want to know that. And and so that's why this is a very, unlike a lot of other shows, um, I'm, I, I am genuinely interested in all the people that show up on this show. You know, I'm genuinely interested in them uh, and what they have to say. So, so it's never, um, let me just have somebody on because, you know, it just makes sense or it's good. I, I, I really only talk to people that I really want to be talking to. That's it. Otherwise, I, I otherwise this would be like a job. And right now, it doesn't feel like a job. It just feels like an extension of what I already do, you know. And uh, and I think that's a strength. At least that's how it feels to me. And uh, and I hope it feels that way to people who listen, you know. But I don't I don't really spend a whole lot of time about about who listens to me. And people ask me all that time, do I know my audience? I. I guess the audience is whoever tunes in. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny that we uh, that we um, we uh, we get a lot of listeners from around 
the globe, honestly. And Harry keeps up with that kind of stuff. Paul keeps up with that kind of stuff. And uh, and I'm always amazed at where we see people listen to us, at new people who show up and listen, tune in, listen, come back and listen to us again. Uh, I, I like it, you know. So So shout out to all the people who are listening far and wide. We appreciate you. We know we're silly sometimes. Harry and I, you know, we love talking about, you know, inter, uh, terrestrials. We love talking about the zombie apocalypse. That's our thing. You know, that, that mess is going to be really, really real. <laughs> I think, I really think um, the pandemic was a precursor to that. You know, not in, in a way that we, we as people were very unorganized. And it really called home the fact that in the movies, everybody rallies together around a foe. <laughs> in the movies, we pull together for our survival. In the movies, <laughs> we defeat the thing that's trying to kill us. <laughs> in real life, not so much. <laughs> the pandemic has showed us we do not get along well. We do not follow direction. And we are not. Uh, and we will put our own self-interest above the self-interest of others. Like we are not about the collective. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but the pandemic bears this out. You know, people whining about masks, simple masks that could just, you know, (laughs) cut down the spread of of an airborne virus and people wouldn't do it. (laughs) And they whined. They just want people whine about wearing a mask that will save their lives. What kind of butthole do you have to be to whine about a mask? And when do we mask? Do you infringe on my rights? That's like, come on. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I was just stunned by people's just ridiculousness. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. Wear a mask. Even if there's, and you know, and then the, the scientists were just, they were so outdone by people's foolishness that they were like, all right, you don't want to wear just Try to stand six feet apart or 10 feet apart. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> and the scientists was like, I don't understand this. We're telling them how to save themselves. They don't want to do it. We're exhausted. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Get COVID, don't get COVID. We're done. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> I, I just found that whole scene hilarious. And, you know, and we all went out and bought really great masks, masks to match our clothes. You know, then you had to, then you found out you had to put like things in the mask just to make sure you shore it up. I mean, that was fine. You know, we all had masks and we wore them. And flu went away. Now flu is back with the vengeance, you know. And people were like, oh, oh, the flu is back. You know why the flu is back? Because we're not wearing masks. <laughs> if you were wearing masks, then we could we could cut down on all this stuff. But everybody just got up in their feelings. I'm so uncomfortable. Like being intubated is not? Okay. But being homesick, lying in the bed, damn near dead? I, I guess I feel this way because, you know, when I have a severe dairy allergy, it looks very much like COVID and it is painful and long, long. And I never want to suffer like that. I, I, 
I don't understand. I never want to suffer like that. And I know when I have a dairy episode, uh, I just surrender to it. There is no trying to rush. There is no, there's nothing I can take that will speed it up or anything. I, I take a cocktail that allows me to just try to be comfortable through it. It doesn't cure it. There's no cure. There's only just trying to be comfortable through it. And that's painful. I I I, I can't stand it. So I don't know how people put themselves in harm's way that way. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> and as someone who has put themselves in harm's way with dairy stuff, you know, eating in places and trying to get them to like, okay, don't can you can you wipe the grill off? Can you you know, and then it gets to be exhausting and places it's like we can't accommodate that, you know. Uh but now now places are 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 accommodating, you know, places ask if there are some dairy allergies that need to be, you know, are, do you have any conditions um that we need to be aware of? Like lots of restaurants are asking that now, which is really nice for somebody like me, you know. I see you, Harry. I just thought you was gonna say something. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm I'm here, but you know, the place just got packed right outside the studio. Oh, so you ran back in the studio? <laughs> yeah, I was working. I was like, you know, I guess it's me. I've spoiled everybody. Everybody sends me stuff late. Right? Break them out of it. Wednesdays are my um, pre-record shows, so people have to send me. Stuff. Usually in the in the studio on Wednesdays. I think I thought it was only Tuesday, Thursday. Well, I'm normally not here, but today Paul has um the debate. What um, debate? The, the probate court debate. Uh, the people running for probate. Oh, how many people are running? I only saw signs for one guy. I don't know. Well, there's two people today. I oh. can't tell you. That. <laughs> I'm sure I have the names in my email. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know there was somebody else running. Yeah. So the debate is today at either twelve or one. I got to look at the email. Is, there, is um Paul doing it on the show? Like yeah, he's doing it live here. It's going to be in the studio. That's I why mean, I'm in yeah, the studio. Paul didn't tell nobody nothing. Is it advertised somewhere? Uh, I don't know. He's he's here right now. I'm not sure. I should probably ask him. Is is the debate a secret? <laughs> you know what? Don't go anywhere, Babs. I'll be right back. Tell Paul, inquiring minds want to know. I was like, we should know. We should be telling people. You want to see the probate judge debate? Tune in. I don't know what Paul's doing. Paul's like, listen, it's what I do. (laughs) I I had no idea there was two candidates. The signs in my neighborhood, this is one brother. And I don't know anything about him, so... I I don't know if he's walk. I don't know is he walking around asking people. I don't know. I have no idea. And how do you how do you um how do you run for probate judge? Like, what's the protocol? You know, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, do you walk around and introduce yourself to people? Ooh, all right. <laughs> okay. So, so Paul's on the phone right now, but he said in five minutes, he'll be in studio to explain it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good uh, messenger, so. Yeah, no, I could tell. 
But if it was a zombie apocalypse, though, you'd get that well, out there. Well, you know, I'll, I'll be able to hand you a zombie machete uh, so you could take off the tops of their heads, Bubs. Okay. So I'll, I, be, I'll be I, helpful I there. I, I think you would be helpful there. Yeah. I just got some, some breaking news about this from uh, from uh, Senator Gary Winfield, who listens religiously and is a good fan. Okay. Um, Gerald Barber is endorsed by the Independent Party and Republicans. So that's a no for me right there. Um, I, although the Independent Party might might give me pause, the Republican Party gives me a no. Uh, and Amerigo, um, Amerigo Garcia is Wait the minute, president. So did, did Gary read my emails? And Amerigo Garcia is the president endorsed by the Dems. Okay. All right, so what what is my choice? Somebody tell me what my choice is. <laughs> Gerald Barber is an attorney, and oh, and uh, my my friend Bianca K is her brother in law, but that might not. The Democrats didn't want to support him. Okay, why? See, that okay. gives me pause now, Harry. Okay, to be fair to me, Paul's uh, email just tells me probate judge candidate debate. Okay, all right. So Harry didn't forget anything, but Harry would have, but <laughs> which is why he probably gave you very little information, because he's like Harry don't care. <laughs> well, well, I want to know because I want to figure out who I want to, you know. See, when I was a board of aldermen, um, the probate judges would come to us, take us out. I mean, you know, eat, yeah. meet with us individually. Like, judge, this was, my experience with Judge Keys. When See, he was the probate here's, my pro- here's my problem with your experience, Babs. Who are you to have all of this experience? <laughs> this is my this is my issue with you. <laughs> what? You've been a, a commissioner? Uh, this you know, I I'm done with that experience stuff. It's like you have you have no experience to lean on Babs. I don't care what you've done. <sighs> Harry, that just cracked me all the way. Anyway. That's, um, that's been the, that's been everybody's, uh, not everybody, that's been a few people's lament of me. Who the hell do I think I am? I'm, let me tell you real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you haven't lived, Babs. They take that term born yesterday as something <laughs> literal. No, we weren't born yesterday, bruh. I, I didn't even know this this uh probate judge thing was becoming a thing, but yeah. all right. I mean who okay. was, we, we we had the other guy, right, on the show once. Um who, who was the who was the a few years ago we had a probate Well, he, you know, he, it's judge it's judge Clifton Graves is the probate right, he now. Was, but he was running unopposed when he did it yes right? yes so yes. but we we did have him on now everybody wants his job why didn't we? <laughs> and you know he has to he's stepping down Harry, because it has an age requirement to it he's what? 70 yes <laughs> that's the only reason why he's stepping down because it has an age requirement at 70 you gotta you gotta get off can, can we pass on this idea to the supreme court <laughs> these lifetime appointments i'm not down with that I'm not done with any of that. We should be able to vote. <sighs> should we be able to vote on those positions? I mean, they're one of the branches of government. We vote on the other branches. I, you know what, Harry? 
I, honestly, I don't trust people to vote on that. I know, I, but and I don't appreciate a sitting president <laughs> out of favor who could appoint. I don't, I don't like that either. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the third alternative could be. I well, it, it's better that it, you know. A democracy gets to decide well, than, Harry, than well. some one guy that you really know doesn't know what he's doing is deciding. <laughs> but there's checks and balances with that, right, Harry? So if, if all things being equal, well, unfortunately, Babs, <laughs> the check, the the final check and balance when it comes Harry. to the judicial system. I know, Harry. The Supreme I know. Court. And I, I hate to sound like I, I don't know how the world works, but there's a little bit of me, Harry, that's like, come on, y'all. Come on. <laughs> I, just heard some, I just heard somebody see she don't know what she's talking about. She admitted it. <laughs> no, anyway. There's a little bit of me that's like. Back up off me. It's, it's got to work somewhere, right? Like, no, this doesn't. I got to have some faith somewhere. <laughs> I know I'm sounding like. Uh a Democrat here, but I was a Democrat most of my life. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't have a party right now, but I was a Democrat most of my life. And I prefer to vote on positions. I don't like lifetime appointments. It's the same thing with, um, I think, for, with congressional seats. There should be a term limit. I don't know. I, I don't think there should be like a four year, you know, oh, now you got to go because I, I don't like that with with our presidents either, right? So it's like you get a good president, which, by the way, I thought in my lifetime, Bill Clinton was that president, right? And you get a great president, and then he has to leave. Yeah, well. Right? He, he, not that. only does he have to leave, Babs, he has to be followed by George Bush. Wow. Right? He served eight terms. I mean, uh, but, two terms. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, but I don't think that should, or it shouldn't be limited to just two terms. Well, you know, here's the other part of it, too. I mean, I don't even know how to argue this point. You know what? <laughs> no. I'm just <laughs> no, because, I get it. Because get voter it. suppression is very real. Racism is very real. White supremacy is very real. And and there's a history of shutting people out of voting. So there's that part. Well, the, the, right. The it's, it's, a, it's the beauty of our country, right? Our democracy. But that that we're not stuck with a king who gets to decide everything. Well, yeah, that's why we, that's why America exists because right. we ain't like that whole king situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We were never done with that. Right. So, so the thing is, that's the beauty of it. But at the same time, it's like a gift and a curse because you could be doing so great at, in those eight years. And then you got the person has to go and, and everything could be reversed. That was, being done so well i mean you know if you're if you if you can hold the line and convince people that your next candidate that's hard will be a continuation or better than the candidate that was sitting yeah I mean, of course yeah it's hard i mean if it was easy harry i'd be president <laughs> i mean come on I, not, that, not, not that you would pick me babs but i think you're running mate Good. Okay, so so we have Paul Bass in the oh, building. So oh, it's loud. Sorry about that, Paul. You see, that's what that's what you do to all your guests, Paul. 
Look ahead, Paul. Is is Paul jumping in? Tell us hey. about this. Well, first I want to know what is the Rawls Ivy Rose ticket? Where do you guys run it for? <laughs> president and vice president of the I'm United in. States. I'm in. We can do this. It's the right order. <laughs> Harry will be all over the deep dark web. So if anyone's messing with you, he's got them before they get to the <laughs> <laughs> Got your back. And I think there could be some great uh well, anyway. Uh, and we should make the decisions from the courts. Are you not thing. on mic? I'm right yeah, here. Yeah, I hear him. I hear him. Yeah. Yes. I oh, yeah, we could have cabinet meetings on the porch. And I think Bill signings. <laughs> Bill signings right on the porch. <laughs> Bill signings. We could hand out pens after the. Can you imagine signing. the Secret Service taking over Bill? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be messed up. All the crime will go the other side of Prospect. <laughs> The good thing, Bass, is that the January sixes will be looking to hang me. Yeah, yeah well, they're not fans <laughs> of me either, Harry. So I don't, I don't know. They might dig Babs. They, they might dig Babs. Babs is real. I doubt it. <laughs> I know one thing. They're not going to march on my porch. I know that. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. So tell me about these. Uh, t- t- tell me about the judge debates. Uh, is it really going to be debates? Well, the problem is we're going to have to figure out what the debate about. I mean, what do you argue about about probate court? It's a bizarre. The real question I'm going to have in this debate today is, why the hell do we elect probate judges? I mean, probate court really matters. It's a very important position. You got to care about people. But like when you're looking for the best school superintendent or police chief or housing judge, you don't have election. I mean, I guess in the South, it's nice doing that totally screws up the criminal justice system. I know we've had very good probate judges. You know, I love Cliff Gray's, love, you know, Jack Keyes. So yeah. I'm going to be curious in this debate today whether we're actually going to be able to debate anything. Like, yeah. Like, what would really... be the differing opinion? Like, why would one yeah. be different than the other? Like, what is the philosophy? I guess the they're going philosophy? to talk about the qualifications. Yeah, what's the philosophy? Why does it matter you're Democrat or Republican about whether, like, someone's will and the House goes to whoever? Or, <laughs> or there's some really sad stuff, you know, old people who get ripped off and they're not <laughs> able to manage their own affairs. Who's in I've been in that court when. You know, some firefighter ripped off some woman over time because she didn't know what she was doing, and she was uh, had dementia, and, and who got to look after her state after he? Died. And and they handle adoptions because Judge yeah. Keys handled um, out of my four, I think he handled three of them. So this is going to be, in my opinion, the most challenging debate I've ever moderated. Because can it be a debate? And uh, and so that's I, I've got my challenge from Babs Rolls Ivy, and I will try to come through if i can well you know i'd be interested in hearing you know what people think the job is and Mm -hmm. how each one would would be different in it you know in terms of serving the public like is there is there some fallout from the public about what's (laughs) not happening at the probate office you have to change it harry harry has fox news in our our studio. It's okay, Harry. It's what you watch. Oh no, no, no! I, Kelly I, McInerney. I, I thought you wanted guys. to look at yourself on YouTube. No, I don't care about looking at me. I just don't want to see Kelly McInerney. It, it's a, oh God! Oh my God! No, I'm, you well, know, you know I, I, I occasionally watch CNN and MSNBC too, but uh, everybody's interesting. Paul. I just thought this could be one place in America where there isn't this like Handmaid's Tale propaganda peeping <laughs> at us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's true. But, you know, we have him on all channels. Oh, <laughs> it was Paul Bass. He's a little crooked. Okay, I always am. So anyway, Babs, <laughs> I'm going to do my best today. How many, so it's just two people. Yeah, Mariko Cartier and, um, and Jerry Barber. 
And Jericho why are the Dems supporting um, Americo? Yeah. Well, America, I don't think Barbara, I don't Barbara even saw it at the beginning. Americo just got, you know, they didn't have any kind of primary or anything. And he got the, he got the, um, he got the nomination. Well, it's obvious, you know, Columbus, Columbus Day is right there. Americo uh, sounds too much like. I'm not sure what his back. The Columbus story is. No. Yeah. Americo Garcia. They call him Archie? No. Oh, do they? Oh, oh I don't know. I thought that's what I heard you say. Like, no, 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 no. And then Cartier. And then uh, oh, Gerald Barber. So I think Jason Bartlett's been behind the scenes having all these odd candidacies for the independent party. What is he? The new, t- he's the new um, window harp. <laughs> I don't know what this thing is. The independent party. Cause I'm not quite sure what it stands for. He's got people all over the map, like lefty women of color in Hartford. And then they got these like conservative people. A guy from Liberia is there governor candidate and they had a big fight about Bob Stefanowski because he was their candidate last time and he lost the line to them by one vote at a convention and they went to court. It's kind of crazy. So Jerry Barber is this, uh, Gerald Barber is the, uh, and he's, you know, he's a minister and he's been around a long time. He just won that suit against Elliker for wanting to, Elliker was trying to violate the charter to keep a chief in who was rejected by the board of alders. And, uh, and the Republicans have endorsed him too. Oh so, yeah. It's kind of an odd thing. So I'm going to try to find out, suss out what party means for a probate judge. <laughs> oh boy oh this is and what time is this what time should we tune this is in noon. this is noon yeah you could tune in at noon i have a feeling it's not going to be covered live by fox cnn or msnbc so you're going to have to come to wnhh to see the wild fight of the century on <laughs> wnhh but go to the new haven independence facebook page i mean you can catch it on wnhh also but catch it on the New Haven Independence Facebook page. So you can see all of our other stories there. We were going to have a good debate, but the guy backed out for the second time. Steve Orozco running against Martin Looney. He had said, Looney won't debate me. I really want to debate. So for months, I called Marty, said, definitely. So he set up a debate on the show and he canceled once for a business reason. He said, another business reason today. So <laughs> Martin, Looney is a, Martin Looney is a badass. He's like, listen. You, you want to come for me? Come on, let's do it. Let's rumble. That's a good point because we did the debate for Looney last time when he was running against two people that had no chance and they were dying to debate him. Marty said, sure. And Marty's this mild-mannered guy, right? He was pumped. So he's going against Alex Talbis, who's running, I think, as a green or something. Oh, and, yes, um, yes. And a Republican guy. So they, Harry's doing a great job at the controls. We did it online. It was during COVID and everything. So Marty came prepared. They thought they were going to kick the pulp out of this guy twice their age. So Alex Talbot used to live in Madison, and now he represents always people with death row. He does a great job. And Marty said, so Alex, I have this quote here. You ran for office in Madison that said, Madison's a very diverse community. Alex, do you think Madison is still a very diverse community? And he, like, was kicking him the whole time. And meanwhile, this Republican guy had his camera in his room, and no one told him how to put on a camera and not look, like, low lit. Oh, he looked like a zombie, and I looked dead. He was <laughs> off to the side with his hand around his arm, and when he wasn't talking, he looked like he had a gun under his, uh, his table. And he's <laughs> so this like, this the like a replay of the, uh, the Nixon Kennedy. And Marty <laughs> was like, Marty was pumped. Marty, you know, Marty's 70, late 70, so Marty was pumped, and he, like, kick these guys butts their ages didn't even add up to his so yeah orozco thought because orozco's an instant guy and a great guy's republican he's a mixed martial arts guy he thinks he's gonna beat martin Goody's. it was actually gonna be a much closer debate than people thought because martin was gonna come ready and be sly because he's oh very competitive God. in his quiet way yeah he's like uh That's he, 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 he he you know he's like the smiling assassin <laughs> 
You know, he, he loves debates. You could tell he loves to debate. He loves debates and competition. He loves yeah. to win elections. He's been winning for 40-something years. He knows every Heisman Trophy winner in football for the last 40 years. He knows all the details about every ward race, who won what for towns, for committee chair. He knows all the baseball statistics, football. He just loves competition. And he's this very substantive legislator. So people think of his my minor Marty. Everyone get along with him. He's a great guy. And he passes all his legislation, but he's also got this competitor in him. That comes Marty will shake you. I think Marty Looney will yeah, shake you. I think he will yeah, shake you and, and watch you bleed out. In a political debate, <laughs> yes. In a political yeah. debate, he's just like that. He's and just like and he's like the only one in the room having fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Total fun last time. The yeah. other guys were in agony when they got the chance to debate the big Senate state Senate president. He was just having the time of his life. Be careful what you ask for, people. <laughs> Martin Looney is gonna get you. So don't mess wow. with Marty. That's all I just want to say. Is this it for the debates? Are there any more debates coming up? Big debates are going by the way of the dinosaur don't you think you know this democrats are so far ahead i i think marty's the only one who was like anxious to debate the other democrats won't do it like pat dylan has this woman who has no chance to win at all but she's a very idealistic young woman league women voters and she won't debate him because she doesn't have to rosa deloro i think this might be the first time because rosa would run against like have run against republicans who had no money who had no time to campaign guy was a truck driver she'd still go with them for one debate she won't debate this time. She has three debate, three opponents. You know, the two of them are a little bit off the wall, but they're really interesting. And one of them's not the green guy's really interesting. And she won't debate him. And and all these state Democrats running state office so far ahead, they won't debate him. I think, except for Marty Looney, I think they all deserve a demerit. I think that if you're not sure who to vote for. If you, if you, because there are definite differences on views. Yeah, you should vote for, it you be close with. though. I mean, I wouldn't debate either if. I mean, what's the point? Because you have a responsibility to constituents at least once every two yeah. years but Rose, to let them but, know where you but stand But everybody for. knows where Rosa stands. Everybody knows. But to give also, if you believe in democracy. So Rosa yeah. and all the Democrats say the big issue there is democracy. And I think they're right. They're always saying these yucky Republicans, and they're right in some cases, right? They don't believe in fair election. They don't want, they want to state legislators to overrule, have new laws to overrule what the public doesn't vote. But in Connecticut this year, the Democrats are the biggest enemies of democracy in these elections. They are so far ahead, and because they don't have to debate, they won't. And what is more central to democracy than an election? You know, and I, what is more I love how you categorize election? that because, you know, it sounded very Fox News, right, that they're the enemy of democracy. But I don't think so. I, I think if it's not a competitive race, I, it's not necessary, especially when you have a history. But, Harry, you get I, – I, I think I'm with you, Paul, that there is – I mean, at the at at our core and at our foundation, um, debate really should people should engage in debate whether they think they're far ahead or not. I love debates myself, and not just because you know why, Babs. If if elections are fundamental democracy, what's more fundamental an election than hearing where candidates stand and being able to choose between differences and have to face questioning? And these Democrats will get reelected with no, and Republicans in other states, with no competition, feel like they own the seats and they're not responsive to their constituents, except for Looney, right? Looney's eager to debate, even when the, the other person has no chance. And, and yes, of course, it's the real world, like Harry says, if, you don't, if you're not going to lose, don't debate, don't give him a platform. But until this year, there was a norm. The Democrats are always talking about how the Republicans break norms. They are breaking a norm. There was a norm until this year that even if you're way ahead, you're going to believe in democracy. You're not going to believe that you're just owed this seat without having to do any work for it. You have to face the voters at least once, and you have to face an opponent at least once. 
Delora once went debated this guy four years ago. He was a really wonderful guy who admitted he had no chance. He was a truck driver out of town six days a week. She still did a debate with him. And it was a great debate. The guy was intelligent. You got to hear different views. And if you have no accountability once every time you run, to God forbid spend an hour answering questions and facing your opponent, then I don't believe you should be in public office. I'm sorry. But I, I, but I will say this. <laughs> I, I, to, to, to Harry's point, though, um, I, I, I might, I might, if I'm Rosa DeLauro, I might not take this on either. Cause what's the point of this? Like, because ideas matter because I, people I, need I to think, know. I think you're right. Can I give you an example? 2000, I think it was 2002 when Charlie Pillsbury went against the Laurel, he wasn't going to win, but she had to face questions about the Iraq war and her constituents cared about the Iraq war. And she changed her position on the Iraq war because of that. This year, there are all sorts of she's getting stuff from the right about taxation. She has the most important job in the House in steering appropriations. Let's hear what she has to say about it. I think she'll, she would destroy her opponent on the substance of that. But let's hear it. Let's have the debate. On the left, she has Justin Paglino and the Greens saying we should have universal health care. We should have single payer. Rosa would be fine with that in theory, but she feels that's not going to pass. So she's for a more middle ground Obamacare type expansion. Let's talk about that. If you can't talk about it once in an election, this is not a democracy. I I I think there are enough uh, enough sides of this. Well, both sides of this is equally um, equally commanding because I, I I see both sides of it, and uh, I I like a spirit of debate. My girlfriend Jill Zaman um, in Ohio heads up the uh, debate commission, and she's having a hell of a time. Um, getting these debates done and it has been republicans who have been anti-debate that's okay and, with me and push and pushing back on her and yeah. and and citing fox and ci- fox news even cited the uh her and uh and her political stance on why um these 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 little candidates don't want to debate because they feel like they're going to be asked unfair questions and all this other kind of stuff and then the norms legal and voters right they're kosher right if we can't trust legal and voters, then we don't have democracy, right? It was the legal and voters that tried to do some of these debates. Do you know the Chamber of Commerce, to your point, Babs? Chamber of Commerce, Republicans like the Chamber of Commerce, right? Their business, right? People run it always as suburban Republicans. They had a forum, God forbid. It wasn't even a debate. They asked all the legislative candidates from, from New Haven area to come to a forum. Do you know that it was like 12 Democrats and one Republican? And then the guy, Eric, always runs against Roland, but he couldn't figure out his Wi-Fi and Zoom, so he was off after one second. But they had exactly one Demo- one Republican and a dozen Democrats, and that was the Republican Chamber of Commerce. Wow. So I think it's about norms. And I think that if the re- Democrats are saying the Republicans are breaking too many norms, and I think they have an argument uh-huh. for that, if they can't have the legal and voters have Rosa DeLauro for the most powerful federal position that that uh, in the House that, you know, that we get to vote for in New Haven every two years that we're closest to is if she can't come once every two, even even Murphy, I mean, even Murphy. But does it have to be a, a debate? Can you just have Rosa on and ask all these questions, Paul? We do. I always <laughs> ask Rosa questions. But you're person I mean, running against you. Get I, I will say, Paul, Gary Winfield was at the forum. He yeah, but Gary also wouldn't do a debate against his opponent either. You know, and, and see, and, and the thing is, is guys, like if you look nationwide where there are close races and people are refusing to debate, I have an issue with that because now you have 
you know, two candidates that the people are divided over. So they should have to go in front of the people. So I have two answers to you on that, Harry. I agree with you about that. The Ohio debate with Vance and Ryan was terrific. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Paul, but, Gary Winfield said that's not true. He did not. He did not reject the debate with Carlson. And he well, was like, I, I, he's like, set it up. <laughs> I, call, I asked him. He, he, I, 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 talk, I, I texted Gary. I said, your guy wants to debate. Yeah, he's like, I didn't reject hey, the debate. Hey, we're like, the whole debates here. Uh oh, we're the whole of the debates. Let's that's get right, into a stage. And New Haven Independent. Well, here's the know, last Paul. point. Here's the last point to Harry. When it's not close, I would say it's just as important to have a debate because if we want a democracy, we shouldn't have it that there's no competition. And the point of election is to give everybody a chance to be heard. And if the Republicans are not popular in New Haven, they should have a chance at election time to face their opponent and get their word out. I hear what you're saying, but I, I think totally to, Paul, to Harry's point, though, there are so many opportunities for people to talk to their constituents and to get their point out that maybe a debate feels, you know, archaic and old fashioned. But those ways saying, are controlled. I don't feel that way, but I, 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 I can see how I see if your I'm point, a candidate. Like, I, I, listen, I don't need to put myself in crosshairs of fire. I can just talk directly to my constituents. I can set up my own forms. I can have them on air. I can do all these things. I don't need to have this conversation. And, and I can have a one-way the thing conversation. Is that we don't turn down any interviews, right? So if you don't say that a Democratic appointment uh, opponent doesn't want to debate you, you can still come on our radio show. And it's true. And to, Gar- to Bab's point, Gary Winfield talks to everybody all the time. You see yeah. Gary everywhere. But the truth is, I love interviewing Gary, and I'm very happy yeah. he comes on. But I agree with Gary. Like, I completely agree with Gary. I can't think of a thing that I see differently from Gary Winfield, right? And that's still good that he comes on. I'll still ask him the tough question. He'll still answer the tough question. But we live in a democracy. <laughs> and if, and it, when the, when it, if year after year, people get elected and uh, think one you, thing, and the voters me up here, hear, Paul. You're pumping me up here. Shouldn't Harry get, shouldn't people get to hear? I want to hear the ideas I don't agree with. And if I'm still going to believe what I believe, I want to still have that. Yeah, Harry's been canceled on the the radio. What? Harry's been canceled. You haven't been canceled? Yeah, the the, um, station manager actually pulled Harry off the air. Really? (laughs) Well, yeah, but you know that station manager, he's 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 he's, he's very intolerant of others. Anyway. Anyway, I got to run to edit a story, Babs. It's great checking oh, in. Oh, this, was, this was a fun. good 10, 15 minutes of good conversation because yeah. I I'm no always idea. here, and I love to run into you at the bookstore, too, over the weekend. It's bright, I know, that was day. great. So thank you, you so much for – I'm tuning into the judge debate because I've, I've got – this is must-see Paul, can radio. you believe that Babs has a radio show for two hours every day of the week? I, I don't <laughs> – I love it. It's just insane. It makes us all happy. Who, who does she think she is? <laughs> anyway, thank you. For- all right, I'm out of here. Right. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Senator Winfield. <laughs> oh Lord, Harry, play us out so we can And you know, on. you know, Gary. Um, we have a, a few. Robin, they they're always welcome on this radio station to say whatever they want right so and but that's not only and these are look these are friends of the program i gotta admit that but the opponents also you want to come in to the lions then it's okay come in you know that's the way that's the way you win you know that's it but you know it's on you that's (laughs) it that's it that's it and with that said we'll be back tomorrow with more of our brand of (laughs) 
with well, more we do. love, bad, <laughs> love, talk. On WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. I can't believe you fans. <laughs> <laughs> <That's the same. laughs> Oh, no. 